0: This edition of Eagles Radio is brought to you by We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Coming up on this week's podcast, you'll hear from Eagles star forward James Rowe and Club President Christine Williams, all on a very special Anzac edition of Eagles Radio. Live on
1: SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses.
0: Welcome to Eagles Radio on Anzac Day, and uh, it's a, it's a somber day for some people, but it's a celebration of the people that have uh, been, and I guess, supported our country, fought for our country, and still fighting for our country, and uh, we just like to pay our respects to all of those people who um, who Anzac Day means such a big part to everyday life, Rory.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Pay hey, all our respects to them and very fortunate to live in um, the Australia that we do now, thanks to those men and women. So,
0: Yes, this is Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Paul wanza and Rory Lehman with you. Rose, um in here on a Tuesday, it's, it's, it's a weird sort of, it seems like only a week ago we were here. Yeah, no, and it does. It feels like a Sunday
1: because we've had the day and we've got work tomorrow. I know. No. So it might be a bit of a relaxed show, I feel, being it feels well, like a Sunday. But
0: Speaking of relaxed, Jimmy Rowe is going to be on the show. Really looking forward to chatting to Jimmy. That's
1: someone who can never relax. He's the most energetic person I've ever met. He will be up and about somehow.
0: And the president of the club, Christine Williams, is going to join us. Which I'm also very excited
1: about. Uh, Christine just seems to help out the club in every single way possible. She is an so, amazing
0: lady. And uh, anyone who knows her knows the work she does around the club is unbelievable. We'll speak to her as well. Uh, okay, let's get into the results for the round. Last night we played uh, Glenelg at Glenelg and went down by 48 points. Uh, Mitch Hardy was outstanding again. 35 disposals, 8 clearance. Good to see Riley Knight um, get some footy, had 26 disposals, and also Max Beattie kicked three goals, Connor Ballandin kicked two goals, um, and some guy called Buck in the back pocket might have snuck down there <laughs> for a <laughs> sneaky goal as well. Kicked his
1: first sample goal. Yeah, uh, it wasn't the night that we were hoping for, a bit unfortunate. Um, we gave it our best shot, but at Glenelg down there is very hard to beat, and they play that ground well, and unfortunately we played in their hands a little bit. But as you were saying, Hardy keeps that form up. Yeah. Nider started on a half forward and then got his way into the midfield in the second half. Uh, and Beatty and, and Connor just really battled hard up forward. So. It
0: was a bit of a seesawing affair first half. It looked like uh, Glennell came out early and controlled the game. Um, we had trouble getting hands on the footy in the first probably 10 or 15 minutes. And then it, it was like a, a switch flicked and we started to control the game. We hit a couple of goals, hit the front. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the second half, the third quarter, they came out and do what Glenelg can do it. Glenelg Gable.
1: And that's the, yeah, that was the thing. It was a momentum switch, uh, a couple of ways. So forward, uh, first quarter. Yeah. They had the ball early and then we were able to get our hands on it, um, get in front at quarter time. And then that second quarter, I think it was just now inaccuracy that really hurt us. Yes. I think we kicked two, two, but had a lot more inside fifties than them. We're peppering. We couldn't just have the connection between our mids and forwards, unfortunately, and then they go down and kick five straight. So it hurts. Um, and I definitely hurt being a backman because you can feel it when it's coming in over and yep. over, and they're peppering. And they're a very loud and um, yeah. like, boisterous team. And once they're up and about, have got their tails up there. Yeah, very hard to stop.
0: Yeah, and they uh, – yeah, you can see you guys down back were under pressure. I thought you, performed, you all performed – you know, you tried to <laughs> – you tried your heart out, but it, when it's coming down that often, that quickly, uh, it's pretty hard for a, for a back line.
1: Very hard. And as you said, Bucky still found a
0: way to go up forward <laughs> and kick a goal.
1: <laughs> How do you do it, mate? And Beaks kicked one too. Uh, two half yeah, so that, yeah,
0: that's right. The first three goals, the two two guys from the back line. Had... I know. And
1: I started running up the wing and Sheeds is yelling, get back, get
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reserves had a pretty good game against Glenelg as well, but they went down... Uh, 78 to 100, uh, 22 points. Adam Deloyer had 30 disposals, seven clearances, seven tackles. Good performance from him. Um, Yeah, being dropped down to the twos and had a a great performance. And Cameron Clay, um, um, or or even Clay Cameron even. I thought you were just doing a James Bond. No, no, (laughs) no, that was just a bit of dyslexia. Um, Five goals from him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like Deloyer getting dropped, I thought was very stiff. I love the way he goes about it. I think he's a clearance king as well. Um, but for him to go back, you know, um, puts the ego aside, gets his 30 disposals, helps the team out was very instructional as well, which you love. And then Clay Cameron as well, first game back for the year, hasn't played since uh, a long time, actually. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, I, I don't think it was mid last year and played up forward, last minute decision. Um, so he's been training down back all pre-season. They put him up forward and he kicks five, so. <laughs> handy. Absolutely handy there, so I think he'll be putting his hand up pretty quickly.
0: Again, that was close at three-quarter time, and uh, they Glenelg just kicked away in the last quarter. Um, what about the women's performance? They uh, have played Glenelg as well, um, and after speaking to Amy Blandon last week on the show in her 50th game, she kicked a goal in her 50th, yeah, the first goal of the game. Yeah.
1: It was um, it was impressive. I think it was her first goal as well, if I'm not mistaken. So it should be her 50th game every week. Just go <laughs> up forward and
0: kick snags. Six goals, 9.45. Defeated Glenelg. One goal, 6.12. So they kept them to just one goal for the whole game. And Glenelg were one of the premiership favorites at the start of the season. it's yeah, still
1: in contention. Yeah. I mean, I think they're sitting fourth at the moment or maybe just even slid it out there. But it's good for the girls. They've got off last on the ladder as well. I mean, they're two games out of the four, so... Anything can happen at the back
0: half of the year. Yeah, Annie Falkenberg, twenty disposals. Poppy Waterford, twenty disposals. Uh, Gracie Martin kicked three goals. So well under the girls, they get their second win on uh, for the season and slowly start moving up that ladder.
1: Just a little shout out to our sponsor blocks as well, because Annie Falkenberg was wearing one of their head protection wear. Okay. And I thought it was just a headband. I thought right. she was running around with a headband. So it looks cool, and I actually was like, where do, "Am I just going to chuck on a headband?" Where do you get yeah. right? But oh. now it's the ISO block, so
0: yeah. Well, let's let's talk about ISO blocks right now because we do have the uh, ISO blocks highlight of the week uh, for the women, and they are the science of protection, and obviously their headbands. They look cool as well, <laughs> according to Rory. And it is, of course, Amy Blandon's first goal.
2: Now, Annie Falkenberg sends them inside again. Hands getting the back of cutting. Umpire says no. Blandon there. Good contest. How's the umpire seen this? He's found a free kick too. Amy Blandon, so Blandon playing her 50th game today. She strolls in and puts this one
0: straight through. Great celebration. Amy, good goal, good goal. Um, Under-18s, they defeated Glenelg at 11-9-75, defeated Glenelg 9-6-60. That's a 15-point win. Cade Cade Herbert had 31 disposals, five clearances, kicked three snags as well. That's that's not a bad day out. Brady Mayer had 28 disposals and six clearance. We, we mentioned him quite a bit, May, Mayer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're mentioning him a lot. He must yeah. be uh,
0: doing quite Playing well. Playing some good footy. And Harrison Carroll uh, kicked two goals as well. The under-16s went down to the base. Um, they lost by 36 points, 51 to 87. Jake Cook, 34 disposals, and Kai Madden kicked a couple of goals. Um, So an up-and-down results across the board, but great to see the women get their second win on the board.
1: Yeah, huge. Huge for the women and hopefully they can keep that momentum going. Uh, And I just find with the 18s and 16s, you see more and more these days, the younger players coming through, high disposals, but also damaging with the goals as well. So it's clearances and goals. And I don't know if that's a thing that they're driving at the moment, more of your Petrarchas or your Clayton Olivers going forward as well from the clearance. Um, But it's really exciting coming through. Hopefully these um, young talent can work their way up into the league soon and have these damaging midfielders coming through.
0: Well, speaking of sacrificial acts of the week, uh, it was Zach Buck who, who sacrificed his, his probably spot in the team by drifting forward <laughs> and kicking a goal. Here it is, thanks to Top Sport.
2: Crowd was good in close. Wisdom. Gee, they want to be careful here, Glenelg. Commodore Gianni going to be first here, has Sinor. Now Buck, can he get free and have a shot at goal? He certainly can. And Zach Buck puts the Eagles on the board with his first major
1: and a nice celebration from the young man too.
0: He was up and about, wasn't he?
1: Loved it. He had the double fist when it came off the boot. As I went through, he did the double jump up as well. He was going nuts and I absolutely loved it.
0: And uh, just remember, yeah, please gamble responsibly. And um, if you need uh, any help with gambling, it's uh, gamblinghelponline.org.au. Um, first quarter's over, Rory. It's flying.
1: Easy. That was it. We had the momentum that quarter, so hopefully let's... So Let's not give it
0: up. <laughs> we make a difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Visit wemakeadifference.com. Coming up on the show, it is the one, the only, the pocket rocket, Jimmy Rowe. We're the mighty, mighty We're the mighty,
1: mighty Live on We're SENSA, the mighty you're listening Eagles to Eagles Radio. Eagles. Thanks to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses.
0: Turn the mics on, Bonds. <laughs> Paul Bonds and Rory Lehman here for Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Uh, Rory, I can't wait to speak to this guy. So um, shall we just get into it? Play let's his intro music, into- shall we? Yeah, let's All do right. it. All right. How good's this?
3: If you had one shot or one opportunity... Sees everything you ever wanted. One moment. You capture it. Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty.
0: Our first guest is brought to us by Incredible smiles. smiles. Show off your game day smile with Incredible Smiles. James Rowe, welcome to Eagles Radio. Thanks, fun
2: thanks
1: for having me. <laughs> Love the song too, lads. Love it. Yeah, just for it's you, mate.
0: We're, it's a new thing great. on the show. We're picking out theme yeah. songs for everyone. We thought that just suited yeah. you down to the ground. Cheddar Bob. We had to great look choice. after you, mate. Yeah, Cheddar.
2: <laughs> Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob is
0: here. Hey, what did you get up to today? Do anything special on the uh, day off, Anzac Day? Do you watch the footy or what else did you do? Uh, I woke up pretty early. Well, actually, didn't really wake up. I sort of didn't
2: sleep much after the game, so... Got up for the dawn service. We've just recently moved down to Prospect. So, I went to the dawn service there with my family and then uh, took the boat out actually, with my dad and sister, and tried to catch some whiting without any luck. And then, yeah, obviously tuned into the back half of the footy. So, nice. Yeah, it's a time I usually spend with the family. Usually, we get away, but Anzac Day fell on a Tuesday and we obviously had to work. Yes, and I played. So, um, yeah, actually did a little bit today, which was nice.
1: No doubt a few waters and power raids on that boat, catching the whiting, mate. Uh,
2: was today. If we won last night, I probably would have tipped a couple of beers in but nah, it was only waters today, unfortunately. Few Coke zeros Um, and obviously with a six-day break, probably got to recover a bit more but um, nah, no beers today. Maybe one, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seesawing first half last night and then the Tigers got hold of us in the third quarter. Give us your thoughts on the game.
2: Uh, Yeah, it was probably... We obviously didn't get off for the greatest start. Um, they probably kicked the first two or three, I think, and then we probably responded really well in the back end of the first quarter and, and the start of the second quarter, we started playing the Eagles footy. We like to play, but then um, I guess we sort of just started to lose the contest as a team um, and Glennell probably, as we knew they would, got the uncontested footy going, probably got us on the outside, and then when we tried to move the ball forward, we probably... Didn't give our forwards the best chance, and they were able to take marks and obviously go end-to-end, which probably put Rosa and some of the backs under the pump. So um, it probably wasn't the greatest game, and uh, all the boys are pretty disappointed in the rooms. But uh, we know Glenelg were a good side, so it's a good learning. We'll get to the club tomorrow, learn from it, and move on, I guess.
1: Now, Jimmy, I'm just going to jump straight into the important question with your time at the Crows. Uh, I just want to yep. know, someone like yourself, that... Was overlooked in the early days. Worked incredibly hard. Has that passion for footy and always stayed motivated to eventually get picked up by the Crows. Was it everything that you thought it was going to be? And what learning experiences did you have from your time there?
2: Uh, yeah, it probably was everything I thought it would be. To be honest, um, I guess as a kid you always dream of playing AFL, and play an NFL when I was lucky enough to get the opportunity. Obviously, got overlooked a few times. So once I got into the system, I just um, obviously coming from a background where I worked and played sample and sort of that sort of slog where you're sort of working your ass off, um, to then play AFL, I sort of didn't really take it for granted, if you know what I mean. I worked as hard as I could. I was lucky enough to play heaps of games. Um, I made some great mates there Like well, I went to Europe at the back end of last year. So yeah, although my AFL experience was only short and a bit shorter than I thought it was going to be, um. I was very lucky. I got to play a lot of games, win a few games that I let over and play for the team that I grew up supporting. So I guess you can look at it two ways, sort of gone on a list for two years and the disappointment of that. But I've sort of looked at it in the positive. I got to play 30-odd games for a team I supported, made some lifelong friends. And, yeah, I guess I just moved on now, playing back at Eagles, loving it there, back on the tools. So, yeah, it's, it's it was a great experience, and I guess just as a person, I just try and keep getting better. So, whether another opportunity comes up or I play another two hundred games with you, mate, um, no nah, it was it was everything I thought of thought of sort of. If I answer your question, mate, it's, it's a, look,
0: it's an unbelievably good attitude to have, uh, Jimmy, and. Um, there's more than not just yourself feels hard done by. I think there's a lot of people who thought you probably should have gotten an extended contract with the Crows. You played some great footy for them. Um, I just want to ask about the coaching staff at, at Adelaide, whether um, there was constant feedback uh, to you and what you needed to improve to play more AFL footy.
2: Uh, for me, yeah, the coaching there was great. I got along with all the coaches. Um, Obviously started with Godsey, who was a coach at Eagles, and then, obviously worked pretty closely with James Rahili who was a Ford's coach and yeah I was constantly in his office and um seeking feedback and he gave it he gave me some pretty clear feedback and that was the same with Nixie so uh all the feedback was um yeah great from them and yeah I was, I was sort of playing most weeks so I was sort of what I can work on to stay the team and whatnot so yeah the feedback for me was always pretty clear and um the work ons were yeah very clear so the coaching group I have there is I'm um, outstanding and they're obviously getting the award this year, So, um, which is great to see because they're all great fellas there.
1: So you've had one of the toughest probably discussions you would have had with the coaching staff the day you know, they tell you you're not getting a contract. And then what's your thought process after that? Is it, all right, where am I playing next? Is it just recuperate a little bit uh, away from football? Uh, are you thinking, do I call shades and come back to the Eagles? Like look, just, just run through that process.
2: Well, for me, I was actually in Ibiza when I got delisted, so I was was, was actually a little bit hungover. I could obviously sense that something was coming while I was away in Europe, but, yeah, I sort of got the call from the list manager um, early early morning in Ibiza, so I was a little bit hungover, but, yeah, he sort of rang me, and I sort of knew what was coming, and then, for me, I was with, like, a few of the Crows boys, so um, I sort of just said to them, like, I just want to enjoy my holiday, like, obviously spend a bit of money to get over there. So to be honest, I was just sort of staying at the moment and just enjoying my holiday in Europe. And then obviously you get a lot of messages coming through from friends and family and coaches and whatnot. But for me, I sort of, if I ever got delisted, it was pretty clear that I'd probably come back to Eagles. So, um, that transition, she's obviously is a very great operator and whatnot. So he sort of gave me my space. And then, yeah, when discussions had to be had, um, yeah, I sort of had them in sheets, and then there was obviously a few people that were mentors while I was at Crows. James Rahilly was one of them. So I had a good chat with him, and had a chat with my manager. But yeah, for me, it was I was pretty clear that I would be going back to Sandfor, whether like there was obviously a few whispers that there might be a few other clubs um, interested. But I was sort of I was sort of in limbo for a while there, so I sort of just moved on pretty quick and. Locked into, I think, as soon as I got back from Europe, I sort of got back on the tools with my old boys and then, um, yeah, sort of started training with Eagles, really. So,
0: yeah. Whenever I speak to anyone about you and the Eagles, it's always about how much love there is for the club. And I think it goes both ways here. I think the club loves you as well. What is it about the Eagles footy club that you love so much?
2: Well, for me personally, I've, I've been there from pretty much since I was 11-year-old, so it's sort of the only footy club I've really known, but probably the one thing that stands out for me is it's like um, a footy club that's sort of... It's not massive. Like, you've got your Nords and your Sturts, you've got a big fan base, and sort of like the big clubs in the Sanford, whereas Woodville's just... It feels like a little family club, like everyone's involved from fans to support staff, and then just the players. We're all tight. We're a tight group. Obviously, there's been a bit of change over the last couple of years, but... I think the people that we have at the club, they're just good people starting from Power League. got Sheeds now as a coach. They just are good people from the top and they just attract good people. So, um, yeah, this, it's... I know I don't know if he's thrown this over. It's sort of just like a no-dickhead policy at Eagles, I feel. And, um, yeah, they've been nothing but good to me since I was 11. And, yeah, I just love the footy club, really.
0: How did Rory get in Is that the policy?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm <laughs> That's not sure. a great sure. question. I, I,
2: I, I sort of... I got dropped to the Crows and Rory come in, so that
1: one slipped through. <laughs> Just under the radar. <laughs> under the radar. Now, Rory, uh, something I love about you, mate, is your mindset and your energy. And it's coming across in this interview, as you were saying, like your mindset you've had throughout this whole journey is really strong and your energy, you're always up and about and you're bringing others with you, with your passion, with your footy, and that, as I said, energy. So what's I want to give some advice, So, for younger kids coming through. For some kids, it's not as much for them, that that love for football isn't such a thing. So how do you constantly stay up, and how do you constantly find the joy within the game?
2: Yeah, well, I guess if you're a kid that you don't love football, I'd probably recommend you to pick another sport, really, if you don't actually love it. Um, but for me, yeah, I guess I do love football. Um, I love the team aspect of it, and I, and I love winning. So I guess whatever I can do for winning, I know... Um, for some people, bringing energy, especially game day, is quite hard, but I don't really struggle in that term. So I just try and bring people along with me. And I guess the really the thing is I just love winning. So I guess I got to experience winning a flag at quite a young age and I'm pretty hungry to keep doing that. So, And I know um, bringing energy each week is what's required in the sample level. So um, yeah, I don't really know how to give advice to young kids on how to bring energy. It's sort of a... I think you sort of have it or you don't. Like, maybe Comma's a good person to ask. Um, <laughs> he, he, he bloody brings it
1: every week. So, um, But, yeah, I did that ask you question. <laughs> we don't need more Commas. I wouldn't be asking him for advice. <laughs> um, do you ever get nervous before a game?
2: Yeah, I do. Especially before round one this year, I was actually really, really nervous. Um so yeah, I think I think if you get nervous before a game, it, it shows you care really. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite a nervous person. You see me in the rooms, I sort of dance around a little bit and <laughs> try and keep myself distracted. But yeah, I do get a little bit nervous.
0: So since last time, since your time away from the Crows and you were playing basically as a as a forward line player uh, before you got drafted, um, you come back to the club this year and you're playing a lot through the midfield. Your role has changed. how how are you enjoying your change and playing through the midfield?
2: Yeah, I've actually really enjoyed the change. Um, I guess sometimes as a small forward and small forward sort of notice, it can be a very tough position, especially if your team's not doing too great. So um, the change this year, I was sort of, as a junior, I was a midfielder, which probably most people are, who are, um, I guess, when you get to higher levels, everyone sort of was a midfielder. And then, you've got your three probably better players and the rest have got to go to a different position. So, But no, I've really enjoyed it. She's been great. Um, Foy the midfield coach, has been awesome too and some of the players have really helped me. So we got quite a strong midfield group this year. So I think we'll have a few people rolling through there. So um, whether I'm in the midfield or up forward, I'm just happy to contribute to a winning side, really.
1: Just on that point, you were saying that everyone was a midfielder, the best three stay, and believe it or not, I was a midfielder. <laughs> the only issue is I got stuck at fullback, and everyone else seemed to go forward, which is uh, quite annoying. I don't know what I did wrong. Uh, but Jimmy... Nothing with being the fullback, what was that? No, nah, nothing wrong. As long as it gets me a game, nah. I don't know. I don't mind where. Uh, just growing up, Jimmy, who was your footy idol? My footy idol...
2: Um, I always loved Pendle Scotty Pendlebury. I liked how he operated, just smooth mover, um left footer, tall everything that I'm not really, so <laughs> I love Scotty Pendlebury.
0: And this is a this is a really probably an easy question, but um who is the most annoying teammate of yours? Who do you find that really bugs you either during the week or on game day?
2: Um, mm,
0: who bugs me? Yeah. Uh, no one? No, no one jumps nah, out at you?
2: There's a, a few jumping out. I just can't. I don't, I <laughs> you,
0: really, you don't want to pinpoint yeah, I anyone.
2: I really want to pick the right one. Um, you can give us a couple. Can, uh, yeah. It's Not really anyone, really. Everyone... Everyone irks you differently sometimes, so no, I'm just going to be on the fence and say no one.
1: I thought Comma was a shoe in, he's been mentioned more than once.
2: I was going to say, say, say Comma, but I'm <clears> too <throat> good of friends with him, so <laughs> I can't say him because I'm always
1: next to him. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy, this Sunday we're taking on North at Prospect. Are you looking forward to the challenge, especially against their midfielders in Young, Coombe, Harrison, Wig, and? Are you really looking forward to make a mark this weekend and get back on the winning list?
2: Yeah. We touched on it as a group after the game that that wasn't really us. So um, I think we can, We obviously um, know what we can do. We did it against Nord who were probably one of the best midfielders last year. So um, yeah, well, I think as a group we'll obviously go tomorrow, watch review, learn from that and then yeah, move on to North Adelaide pretty quickly and I guess us midfield group, we probably didn't quite get it done on the weekend. So um, obviously we got we had NIDA and um, RCD come back to their first game. So that they'll have a run in their legs and obviously be, be better for it this week. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to the challenge,
0: I think. You mentioned Riley Collier-Dawkins uh, there. And, and last night was the first time I've seen him play live. And he is a big unit. He's 193 centimetres. For those who didn't see him play or or not or have met him yet, what's he? How's he fitted into that group?
2: Yeah, it's it's sort of been a bit of a challenge for RCD. I think I obviously can't talk for him, but he sort of has been a bit in rehab over preseason. So um, I think yeah, he, he had a knee. Injury. He, yeah. He he took on Ferns in the tackle, which is obviously not recommended. So I think he hurt his knee there. So it's probably been a bit of a challenge for him, and he, he sort of just had to work on his. I get, obviously, back to full fitness, then had to play in the twos, come through the twos. But he's obviously a great character. Um, Spent four years on Richmond list, and um, we're very happy to have him at the footy club. And obviously, it was his first sample game, so you weren't probably going to see the best of him, but you could see little glimpses of what he's going to bring throughout the year. And, yeah, he's 193 in the sample. That's pretty tall. (laughs) I I was sitting back and watching us warm up one day, and he was... um, in the whole group and you you could probably pick him as the ruckman really if you didn't know who he was so he's a great size and obviously a great character so yeah I'm looking forward to what he can
1: bring this year Jimmy just before we go mate the text line's lining up with one question that we need to ask are you a single man can't say can't say (laughs) can't say breaking hearts can't say oh some lucky lady Uh, out there by the sound
0: of it I'm extremely single (laughs) extremely Extremely single. single that's what they want to hear and Oh, yeah, look look at the text flying in yeah, now. Tracy, Michelle, um, over, mate. Tony, Send not sure about that, that one. <laughs> one. Um, Joe, <laughs> Jimmy, thanks for joining us, mate. It's been great chat. Um, good luck against uh, the Roosers on the weekend and uh, hopefully you can get the win, eh? Yeah,
2: thanks. Sorry I didn't come in, boys. I would have loved to have come
1: in.
0: But, uh, <laughs> oh, we can have oh, you in we'll another, night, another, yeah, another night,
2: mate. Another night. Like, maybe All after a win.
0: All right. Thanks, Jimmy. See you, Sounds
2: good. See you tomorrow, Rosa.
0: Bye, mate. James Rowe, an absolute character of the club. but and, and the fans just love yeah. Like He's up and about. He kicks a goal. He gets everyone else up and about, like he said, and he brings the energy. And he was uh, brought to us by Incredible Smiles. Get your game day smile ready with custom-made mouthguards. Check Incrediblesmiles.com.au. You can be part of the show as well. You can give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 or text in, just like uh, that anonymous texter just said about whether Rory was single or not. There's been a few. There's been a few. Uh, 0427 154 166. Coming up, uh, the president, Christine Williams. And later, Rory's quiz. It's going worldwide. This is Eagles Radio.
1: Live on SENSA,
0: you're listening to Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Thanks to We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Paul Bonza and Rory Lehman with you. You can be part of the show as well. Text in on 0427 154 166. Coming up later in the show, we have Rory's quiz, and it's gone off this week. It's huge. It's gone off. We've had a lot of responses to the question that uh, was up on our socials, so we'll get to that in the uh, last segment of the show. But our next guest is brought to us by Good Life Health Clubs. Achieve your fitness goals at Good Life Health Clubs. It is the president. It's fairly presidential (laughs) for Christine, Christine Williams, welcome to Eagles Radio. Uh,
3: thank you very much for having me.
0: Uh, absolute pleasure. Now, I, I, I would ask you, um, now, we, we, before, I was just mentioning to Rory during the break um, that you are actually going to come in and co-host with us one night, aren't you?
3: I most definitely am
0: beautiful. I've got
3: yeah. to work out when that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we'll
0: we'll lock it in for a few weeks' time, but we definitely need you to get you in the studio here and uh, and asking all the tough questions. Um, you're coming after my role, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know uh, about this.
3: Uh, oh, I think you're fairly safe, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All
0: right. Well, what's the what's the role of the president in the off season? That's what I want to ask you first. Well,
3: to be really honest there is no off-season for the president or for uh, the CEO or the board Um, I mean once the um, men finish um, then you really are starting or even before the men finish you're actually starting on recruitment for next year for the men the women have already started their recruitment and they start training um, pretty much a couple of weeks after the guys finish or the grand final finishes Um, Then you're sort of trying to um, procure houses for any new uh, recruits that are coming over and helping them get jobs and in between that time you're also preparing your financial statements, going through your audits and preparing for the um, AGM and nominations to the board. So it kind of just doesn't stop at all to be really honest.
1: And then the season rolls around and you attend every single game and trainings possible, Christine. I don't know how you do it. Um, yeah, I think it's incredible, your role. But the other week we had uh, gather yeah. round and uh, obviously yeah. massive for the state as well as the Eagles. We did have Geelong out there and the West Coast Eagles came down for a clinic as well. How much was done in the background to make all that happen?
3: Oh, there was an awful lot of um, stuff that was going on in the background Um, just negotiating with the AFL teams about what they really wanted. For us it was causing us a little bit of concern because obviously uh, one of our change rooms is out of action um, and we were trying to um, make sure the change rooms were at least in some state for Geelong and West Coast Eagles that, that they came just making sure that we got the kids involved and we gave opportunity to our members and the local community who wanted to come and see and meet, you know, their Geelong stars up close um, was was uh, sort of pretty challenging because we didn't really know what to expect. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of work that went on behind the scenes and Andy Hood did an enormous amount of work, as did Matthew Goldsworthy and Luke and, yeah, myself was in there as well, so... Um, but yeah it was it was really good, and i I don't regret a minute of all the hard work that happened. it was it was really fabulous. um and i I reckon we will all do it slightly better again next year um, now that we know what to expect, but it was it was fabulous, it was really great. and great for I have to congratulate Sandful. um I know the government uh, procured the gather round, and that's awesome, but really Sandful were the one that made it such a success with all the hard work, and they should be really congratulated for that.
0: Christine, is the club in a position to host a game in Gather within the next three years?
3: Funny, I thought you might ask me that question. <laughs> um, look, it's going to be interesting. Um, we've been having some chats about it. I, I think um, most clubs will want to try and at least host a game. It's going to really come down to who has got the facilities, who's got the lights. Um, but we will most certainly be doing everything that we possibly can um, to try and procure a game. Luke and I were talking about it actually last night at the game and trying to work out, you know, what we could do to give ourselves the best opportunity to host a game. We will certainly give it our very best effort anyway.
0: With that, um, if the possibility of of hosting a game, and you mentioned that uh, lights could be an issue, but if it's played during the day then you know maybe not but does then some funding come from the sample or the government to upgrade the lights i know we've got new lights but they could be brighter yes
3: yeah. yeah we were talking about that as well um um, I don't believe that anything will come from the AFL. Um, that's my only initial conversations that I've had with some people. I believe um, that it will be up to the club somehow to work out how they're going to get the lights good enough for a night game. Um, and that's going to be the challenge for every sample club unless they have got an amazing council that's going to step in and help along the way. We've already got our lights. Um, our lights are up to 500 lux. Um We can make them a bit brighter than they currently are on a night game for us. Um, whether that's going to be good enough, I, I'm i not 100% sure. But clearly, if they weren't, we would, we would go and try and procure uh, ourselves a game for during the day, for sure. Yep.
1: Yeah, one of the uh, benefits or... Um, posi- things that are putting us in a good position for the Gather Round is that Barry Jarman stand being redeveloped that we've talked about quite a bit on the show. Uh, what will be the main benefits from this upgrade? I know that we're taking away our showers, shower bonding pole and we're making cubicles. Not a huge fan of that, as you know, Christine, but what are the other yes, benefits?
3: You keep, me for a, yeah, you keep asking me for that pole and it's never
1: going to happen, <laughs> but anyway. Just love the
2: bonding um, with look, the boys.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not quite sure how or why, but anyway, I'll leave that one alone. Um, Look, I I think the really good part with the the way, and we thought it through um, really quite a lot, is that we're going to have two separate change rooms within the one change room, if that makes sense, with the bathrooms and showers in between, which can be petitioned off. And we did that specifically for um, a mixture of genders that, that would be playing there. But um, what it actually means that um, we could actually use it uh, one side for one team and one side for the other team um, if we needed to. Um, the other thing is is that we will, of course, to host a gather round, we're going to have to do an awful lot of work in the away change rooms as well, um, which we are thinking about. If we can get those away change rooms up to a reasonable standard, then we've got a good choice or yeah. we've got a good chance of maybe getting a game during the day at the very least. Well, I'm sure... Because the... the rest of our facilities are awesome. The oval's awesome. Our function, our function room overlooking the oval is a great view. It's a great place. So it's just those change rooms that are just holding us back a little bit at the moment.
0: I'm sure the Premier has got a bit of spare cash. Um, just be, and speaking of spare cash, um, how long before we see a new big screen video in, um, now they're a, a partner of the club, uh, in that southeastern pocket on the other side of the oval? When are we getting our own big screen?
3: Um, we're actually um, looking into that at the moment. Again, we've had lots of chats. See, I have lots of chats with lots of people. <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> you do. do. <laughs> um do. And we're in the uh, beginnings of the process to uh, find out um, the best possible uh, solution to that. So we are certainly very serious about progressing with that. That's probably all I can say at the moment. There are some meetings later in the week and I could probably tell you a little bit more after that.
0: All right, well, when we get you in the studio co-hosting, maybe we can discuss that a bit further. Christine, thanks for your time. appreciate you coming on, and um, you're an amazing woman. Just keep up the good work.
1: Thanks, Christine.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. See you, bye.
0: Bye. Uh, Yes, she is like no other president in this uh, competition. She is amazing. All thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good for tightening the belt. Good for life. Start your five-day free trial today. Visit goodlife.com.au. It's three-quarter time. In the last quarter, it is Rory's quiz coming up next. I cannot wait. It's Eagles Radio.
1: Live on SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. Thanks
0: to We Make a Difference. Save on your everyday living expenses. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. We make a difference. Helping members save up to 12% on hundreds of shops and restaurants. Visit wemakeadifference.com. It's Paul Bonser and Rory Lehman. And now, thanks to Print Wrap Pack, customise your bottles and cans. It's time for Rory's Quiz. Let's
1: go, (laughs) Rory's Quiz. This is what we've been waiting for all night. This is why we have so many listeners and texters and this is exactly what we're after. we got Rory's quiz, and this uh, quiz you can win yourself a prize, a $50 voucher to the Eagles Function Centre that you can use at any home game or any Thursday night during the season. If all our winners build up all their $50 and come down on a Thursday, we can get a table. We could do quite well on one and of those. And you'll host days. that table. I'll host the table. We can have a quiz night. Just free feed. That's all you want. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's all I'm after. Free (laughs) feed. Hopefully, Powerley can sort me out there. (laughs) We'll make it a bye weekend so I can have a couple of frothies as well. So the question was, what was the winning margin in the 1993 grand final win over Norwood? Uh, We do love beating Norwood. And what do we love about beating Norwood is when it's a lot. And it was a 73-point victory, which we love. And the correct answer was guessed by Hugh Davidson. Well done, Hugh. Huge, is what we'd say to that. (laughs) Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) And
0: thanks to Print Wrap Pack. uh, Customise your bottles and cans for any occasion with the -the state-of-the-art printing technology. Search for them on Facebook and Instagram and search on Monday for the quiz question and you could win 50 bucks to the Eagles Function Centre just like that. Time for club news. We're running out of time, so I'm going to race through this. uh, Big screen video bringing spaces to life. Our first home game is the 6th of May. We play Sturt. Uh, There's a match day luncheon there, so if you haven't got tickets for that, you can book for that. The redevelopment of the Barry Jarman stand is underway. Apparently there's individual shower blocks, which is just ridiculous. Uh, But it's only $250 to get your name on a brick on the outside of the building, and it will be there forever. Can't wait. The more bricks we sell, the quicker it'll get built. So let's right. sell these bricks. <laughs> and uh, also, Friday, the 9th of June, is the first Eagles Corporate Connect business lunch. It's with um, guest speakers Port Adelaide CEO Matthew Richardson, Netball SA, and Thunderbird CEO Bronwyn Cly. And um, I think Cly or Clee. I'm not 100% sure, Bronwyn. I, I, yeah, I think it's Cly. And head coach uh, of the Melbourne Storm, Craig Bellamy. Unbelievable lineup.
1: We've How said it every th- week, but that is huge,
0: massive, massive names. Um, it's still oh, plenty of time to get in. You
1: know, get in oh yeah, yeah. June no, the, the, look, ticket sales have been okay. We yeah. spoke to
0: Hoodie, and he, he said that they uh, sold quite a few, but and and ticket sales have been okay, but um, we need to sell more.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's so, get everyone so, around. Buy yourself a table. Sell yeah. it off
0: at work. I know it's not till June, but go in. Craig Bellamy, it'd be awesome.
1: Go okay, and anyone who buys a ticket. Can also come along to the quiz night that we'll be hosting on
0: Thursday. (laughs) We should Actually, that's not a silly idea. We should do that. Absolutely. At the end of the season, Rory's Quiz Night. I'm not joking. It's going to be huge. It's a great idea. Christine, if you're still listening, uh, hoodie, Rory's Quiz Night. We're going to make that happen. Um, Big screen video. Specialists in indoor and outdoor LED screens and signage. It's Anzac Day. Once again, we thank everyone who serves for this country and been a part of it. Um, Rory, great job, my friend. You too, Bonds, as always. We'll do this again next Tuesday, hey? Let's do it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to another edition of Eagles Radio with me, Paul Bonza, and Eagles Premiership Defender Rory Lehman for We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. And make sure you catch us on 1629 SENSA every Tuesday live from 7 p.m.